0: Good morning, this is getting Up with Gareth Hall on this Monday, the 27th of February. Good morning to you listening on your local SEN track right across the country. And a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. It was a dream day as expected there on Saturday. We had Uncommon Jane's produce a wonderful victory for the Queenslanders. Great to see Betty Thompson taste success for the first time at the highest level. And well done to Stephen O'Day and Matty Hoysted who are quickly developing themselves into one of the best training combinations in the land. The Lindsay Park dynasty continued on with little bros winning the Blue Diamond Stakes for J.D. Hayes and Benny Hayes. And haven't those two young lads made quite the statement since taking over the reins at Lindsay Park? Alligator Blood proved that he is one of the best gallopers in the land with a devastating display in the Group 1 futurity. But the best horse in the country, Animo, was out of this world to take out the Chipping Norton Stakes up there in Sydney. And Sunshine in Paris, or Sunshine Paris, was too good in a blanket finish in uh, the surround stakes for the Phillies. In Harness Racing, the Miracle Mile, that field has taken place. The barrier draw was announced last night. The big winner, well, it's an interesting one. I think that we can jump aboard a horse that's drawn a little bit white, And I'll talk about that a little later on. And well done to the Gill family, who win another Australian Cup. So it's a big show to dissect a wonderful weekend of racing. Of course, Golden 60 was too good last night at Chartin in a terrific race with Romantic Warrior and my man, D-Lane. Well, he did it again on the world stage, winning um, on Saudi Cup night there on Saturday night. But let's get stuck into the review because there is plenty to discuss on this Monday morning. On Gear, the Weekend Review with Dean Watley, Julian Valance, and Jack Dickens. I'm just glad my three counterparts here on the Weekend Review have turned up alive on this Monday morning. First of all, before we introduce the team, let's listen to. I couldn't like. I woke up on Sunday a little bit um, <laughs> dusty, to say the least, and I'm just checking social media, and I came across this. I'm a Keatsy boy, just trying to make it, yeah. I'm a veggie
1: boy, just trying to win us, yeah. Just trying to train with us, I'm a, a froggy boy. Oh, just a, trying to whip it, I'm a baggy boy, just trying to
0: make it, yeah. I'm a Keatsy boy, just vote for Keats. So I said to Dana... I don't know what Digo's done. Can you Google who the Island Boys are? And they have about $1.8 million fair followers on Instagram. And I thought, well, he's just completely nailed it again. Jack Dickens, good morning to you. Uh, Believe it or not, that was
2: the most uh, um, viral one of our attempts at going viral last week, the the Island Boys. So So full full credit to the Island Boys. Did you
0: write the lyrics?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I was worried they wouldn't understand the – like they'd get the pronunciations wrong, but –
0: Full credit to them again. They yeah. nailed it. They nailed it. Jules Valance, hello to you. How are you going, boys? Yeah, no, no, no. that was that was my please explain. Yeah. but
1: also full credit to the same thing. They've done an amazing job, yes. the boys, with the the Keats uh, push to get into the All Star Mile, and, and you got to have a horse also that it can back it up. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But yep. I thought he was he was really good on Saturday. So he'll um, he'll deserve his place okay. in the All Star
0: Mile. Um, and I tell you what, if you don't get into the all-star mile, it's going to be like a devastation that I thought it was announced. I tried to get racing Victoria to do the phone call and to announce it to you this morning. Unfortunately, they're going to do that tomorrow night. So it's Jesus a long way. Well, we'll
2: get there later on and Jules opinion and Dean's will be just as relevant. I I think he almost deserves it just on his performance on the track, but there is a plan C and it does involve a name. Man called Peter.
0: Okay. And Dean Evans from the Barry attendant joins us. Dean Evans, I should say. Dean Whatley. Good Dino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only staring at Dino. I just wanted to see your face. Dean Evans tipped the house down, mind you, on Giddy up on Friday morning. But how are you going, Dino? Yeah,
3: good, Gareth. Good fellas. Dicko, Jules. It was an outstanding weekend. And yes, yeah, I'm sure we'll touch on it plenty for the show, but um plenty of stories to come out and plenty to dissect. set.
0: Now let's get Started with our categories, what did we learn from the weekend? I'll tell you what I learned, that Animo is clearly the best horse in the country.
4: Animo lets loose now and he lets go with a big sprint in the middle of the track and the super stallion Animo races to the lead and kicked away from the Mawunga fangirl and then came Laws of Indices but here's group win, group one win, number eight for the great Animo, destroys them in the Chipping Norton. Uh, he's a he 's a truly great horse and uh, you 'd have to uh, go back a long way before you can find a colt that 's been able to be up every preparation of your winning group ones uh, he's now uh, all the way from his two year old career right the way through now he 's been up for group one contests every prep and, uh, and that 's a rare thing in a horse, let alone a stallion who from his very first start was up and about and a bit culty in the enclosure and immersing you know in a debuton and then immersing cooper so uh, and that's, uh, that's a great credit to my team, but also for this horse's disposition and, uh, and, and, as, and, as, and as active a horse as he is, he's a, he's a classy animal and, a, and an unbelievable competitor. conserves
3: energy, like I keep saying. Like, uh, no, no horse like I've ridden, but I, I, I keep repeating myself because he's so good. But I think that was his best performance in terms of getting there so quickly and then having an audacity just to put two lengths on him.
0: A... So that was the best run that I've seen, Adamo. Before, um, I thought he was absolute, absolutely sensational there in the Chipping Norton, and there was like he usually only just wins and just gets there and gets the job done. But on Saturday, he just proved he's almost flary. he settled a a pair of
2: pair or two further back than normal, like than we're used to. And you thought, I thought, okay, maybe today's a bit of a test, (laughs) and like throwing it out, you're like, oh my god, like we are just completely blessed to watch this horse run around. He's a freak. You've stolen my. Thunder there. I was going to go with him. Like, it's just, it's the best thing of all time. Like, he, he, as a horse, was ultra competitive. He won a race before Christmas as a two-year-old. And now here he is, at the absolute peak of his powers, hopefully going to the UK.
1: He travelled like winks into that race there on Saturday, Jules. He was... I've always had him as, you know, a horse that, yeah, you say it right. He doesn't win by big margins. He never does this massive rating that you go, okay, this horse mm. is, you know, a horse that you stamp, like, you know, when Zaki went up in Brisbane and did those big numbers and started $1.20, thirty You just never thought Animo was going to do I felt on Saturday that was that. That was his performance that you go, that was outrageous. He made them look third, fourth rate. Um and his SP shows. I mean he's a dollar sixty. So now you'd think, okay, wherever he goes next start, I think that dollar sixty probably turns into a dollar forty five, a dollar fifty, because now that's a big number, I reckon, that will sit out there and be probably his peak. It's also like Winx and
2: that in, in that if he raced against those horses, it's just like a if he turns up he wins. Mm. So we kinda yeah. need Thunderstruck or Alligator Blood Keats to make it like an interesting race. Like I yeah. need to change this, the environment so we can actually have a bet.
0: I499736736 to join the conversation. He goes to the Ramfitt now, Dean Watling. eighty is not a bad price for mine.
3: No, I think he just gets better. The, the more he steps up in trip and I was vocal on social media, suggesting that was the best bit I've seen of him. But I agree with Dico. I think now we want a challenge or something that makes it a race, a betting race and, see him at his best because on the weekend you sort of have fangirl hinge, but the rest were sort of um, trials leading to the bigger um, targets in the future but he's just a phenomenal horse and I think James uh, McDonald sums it up perfectly the way he um, relaxes doesn't do anything out of the box and then he just produces on race day. Um, he's a phenomenal horse, and it'd be incredible to see if he comes back as a five-year-old. I don't know if there's a horse that's ever done a, a Group One at two, three, four, and five, so um, that can create a narrative too.
0: I don't know where you've been living, Dino, but he does retire after he heads to Royal Ascot, unfortunately. So you won't get your wish. You
3: never know. You never know, G.
0: Well, Ching Ching, I think he's about worth about eighty million now.
2: Around well, that, like, he, like he's got to be the most like fashionable stallion of all time. Like he, he won a race before Christmas as a two year old yep. and is now the best of the best.
0: Many say that he's one of the most exciting stallions heading to stud that we've seen for quite some time. So let's just hope he gets to Royal Ascot. And I think there's still a chance that he doesn't go to the Queen Elizabeth because he goes to the Ramfit, wins that, and then they might put him out for a little while and prepare him to, to go to England. So if he goes that deep into say the start of April for the Queen Elizabeth, um, that might not give them enough time to to get him ready for all that. Well,
2: like you, the content you had before with maybe Vin Cox was the vibe was if he does what he did, Ascot, and if he if he just wins or if he loses, we'll just stick in Australia. That's yep. what I took from that, and yep. I think we're going. To, I think we're going to the UK. What did you learn from the weekend, Jules?
1: Well, I learned that um, if we've got races at Lakeside, but then there's two races on the hillside. Look out for a cutaway rail. Oh. Because um, it just sort of popped up out of nowhere, and, and sort of we sort of pride ourselves on trying to educate the punters out there, but that was one that I missed. Oh, uh, I wouldn't be too hard on
2: yourself, mate. What, what are we? Are you a psychic?
0: Because
2: I'm not, and no one else that I was talking to was. Like here I am, sh- oh, nervous as hell. I was pacing. I was up and down. I had a big bet, Pericles, but I'm about to have Keats run around, and then. All of a sudden, Pericles Traveling deluxe. What? What is going on? There's a massive cutaway. Yeah. Like, it was complete, like, this anxiety levels through the roof. I had absolutely no idea about
0: the cutaway. Did you, Gareth? No, I didn't. No. Well, there uh, you go. At least every horse got their opportunity, Dicko. Hmm. <laughs> Dino, you were surprised too, I think, of the cutaway on third, on Saturday.
3: Yeah, I was surprised about the whole sort of setup. I think there should have been a little bit more... In the media, uh, suggesting what yeah. the exact setup was going to be for punters out there. I know uh, plenty were still confused race day on Saturday, so thought the tracks played fine. But in saying that, we want all the information possible uh, leading to a massive Group One race day like that.
0: What did you learn, Dico?
2: I learned that Animos the yeah the greatest horse I've ever seen, ever seen, ever seen. That's stupid. <laughs> I like no, no, it's not. Okay, no, you, it's not. What he, about Winx? Because he was a really, really, really good two-year-old. I know, but the that's best... why I think he's the greatest horse I've seen. Seen,
0: yeah. I don't understand that still. He, if even he, if, I if seen he was him was a, a two-year-old. if he was a
2: gelding, he would race on for another four seasons Correct. and probably put together a winx like CV.
0: So in because a Cox, he's a stallion, he'll, he we won't see it. What about if I was able to do something um, that no one's been able to do and? Um, get Winks back into training and um, just have a race between Animo and Winks and who would you be backing in a Cox Plate? (laughs) Well, I'd be getting, I'd be backing Animo because I'd be getting a big price. Okay. And
2: that's why I love him too. He's always been a price. He was a price in the Caulfield Guineas. He was a big price when he was robbed of a Cox Plate. He was like $12 that week. He started $6. I have more of a, Connection to him because he's always been able to be bet upon, whereas Winx was just like watching, enjoying. So you, well, to be honest, <laughs> it was always like laying just. Yeah, cock,
0: cock. You, you, <laughs> you admire Animo because he's been able to do it um, as a two-year-old and now doing what he's yeah, doing and, as a four-year-old. And as a punter, I've been able to Correct. connect to him more. But he's so he's the greatest horse you've seen. But I don't think he's necessarily the fastest horse you've seen. Definitely not. No, my favourite horse ever. There yeah. So he's your favourite horse. He's not the greatest. Yeah, that, that's that's a good horse. way to put he, that. He's my favourite horse yep. ever. All right, then. Um, That was nearly my Please Explain. Hey, Ronnie's got something that's interesting. What I learned that on Thunderstruck just doesn't win enough to be considered a great horse. Um, He needs all the favours to go his way. He's an interesting um, horse to analyse. I'll get to your what did you learn in just a moment, Dean Watling, but we had a chat to Michael Kent Jr. after the race Jules, and um, he was thinking that he's a better chance at Mooney Valley when the tempo's on, there's a little bit more pressure um, in a race like the All-Star Mile. But I thought, geez, he was disappointing for mine on Saturday. He had like, every possible,
1: it, like to the eye, and you look at it, and then you cut it down. And you go, well, he clearly needs pressure in races. He needs, he can absorb it, and he can run possibly, you know, these eleven threes, eleven fours. Whereas horses like Alligator Blood, I think on Saturday runs a ten eight two last two hundred. Now um, Thunderstruck can't do that, and never hmm. will be able to do that. So okay, in a big fast run race, Thunderstruck probably absorbs it a little bit better, but. I mean, I don't know. I can't see how Alligator Blood gets beaten by I'm Thunderstruck at Mooney Valley on the All-Star Mile, unless it's a wet track, because we know Alligator Blood's not as good on a wet track. But then again, a bit of Goldilocks about Thunderstruck, yep. isn't it? Needs a fast run race. Needs some cut in the ground to take, tint out the sprints of the other horses. Um,
2: Wasn't the betting, the market in yeah, this race was fascinating. Blood. Like This was the biggest steamer. I, yep. I, I could not get over it. The, yeah. the tote. He was four dollars a three dollars fixed odds. He started two fifty across the board on the yeah. tote. That's the big, big, big boys. Correct. It was it was fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. off one
1: hundred and twelve days, and you thought maybe might need this. Run. I know I sort of thought he'd probably be half a run short, and then they'd really explode. All Star Mile, but off their numbers. I mean, their numbers are clearly identifying that Thunderstruck is not correct. In this kind so of he, race up is not is not the horse.
2: Are you half worried about this race?
1: Uh, I look what the way I put it is I don't know how they turn the tables on alligator blood and I and I look at it and I go I think the race is like for alligator blood to run 1082 is good going like it's it's good gear
0: I, I tell her how I tell you how they beat alligator blood gentleman Roy Keats Tuvalu um, they all look at look at look him in the eye at some stage in, a, in an all-star mile and um, the pressure is a little bit um, there's, a, there's far more pressure mid-race than there was on Saturday. There might be, but they're also – is that is that denting their chances as well? I mean, they're
1: looking running around for big prize money. Correct. So Gentleman Roy doesn't run out there and say, well, I'm going to absolutely beat up Alligator Blood because I know that, that that's how he gets beat possibly. Like it might not be running for his best way. Yeah, race but I think either, he so. leads
0: Gentleman Roy. I think – I was listening to Benny Hayes on Racing.com yesterday morning and he said, well, Mr. Brightside, there will be – it will be a truly run. Four star mile because Gentleman Roy will make sure of that. I so.
2: think Mr. Broadside and maybe Dean can add to this. He's the horse that you can't knock. Like he was good first up. He was better than Thunderstruck. And he, like like um, Jules has said, like you can't run you can't run down a horse that's going to run that last sectional of two hundred like that last two hundred meter that fast. He's ticking over beautifully, yep. Mr. Broadside.
0: Dean.
3: Yeah, he's the one out of the two that's adaptable to the sort of setup there. Like I think what we learned about the Thunderstruck on the weekend, he's just um, one-dimensional in the sense he needs tempo. Where Brightside can sprint off a slow tempo, they went about um, minus 4.3 lengths to the um, 800-metre mark there. So he's the adaptable one who can roll forward. If he wants to get put in races, he can. If he settles off, um, he's got that. Um, sort of adaptable profile where I'm Thunderstruck now. The the older he's getting, I think the more we're learning that he's just one-dimensional.
0: What about you, Dana? What did you learn over the weekend? Yeah, I thought it was a
3: great story in the Blue Diamond, the Hayes boys combining. I ran the stats on the best um, stables in New South Wales and Victoria over the sort of the last 183 days, six months with two-year-olds and surprisingly, the Hayes boys, they've come out on top in strike rate since. They're 9 from 28, striking at 32.14% and They echoed it that they've changed the way they've trained their two year olds and their father. Obviously, he was a prolific trainer of the the Blue Diamond. So I think it's just what we learn is the Hayes boys, two year olds from now on, the setup that they have and the horses that they get, they're a stable, we can trust, betting sense. Um, And yeah. Full credit at the same time to them winning the blue diamond.
0: 100%. I'm going to touch on this a little bit later on on the means test with Wayne Hawks and Johnny O'Neill, but those boys were under all sorts of pressure when David a Hayes. Immense.
2: Like yeah, pressure. packed up and, and left to
0: go to at Hong Kong. At the
2: same Kong. time, though, Crimea River, Like, I'm like, if someone wants to give me that sort of operation, I'll take that pressure. 100%. On board. But, but they lost big but time. They were owners. under pressure. Yeah,
0: they lost donors, and many thought that it wasn't fair what David did. In fact, I think if David had his time again, he wouldn't have done what he did. But because well, of maybe COVID... That, maybe
2: on Saturday morning,
0: yep. and now he'll be going, no, I did the right thing. 100%. So, well done. Full credit to those lads. We'll get to our full Let credits in boys. just a moment. It's 20 minutes past eight. This is the Racing Review on Giddy Up on this Monday morning. We'll take a break. And on the other side of it will be our Please Explains...
4: It's the instructor with exploring, moving up on the outside, but Steel City's trying for a run on the inner and got chopped out. Then extreme threat, back behind them, Little Bros. Then Brave Halos, Alpha Car, Don Corleone, the instructor, with 150 to go, grabbed by Little Bros. Little Bros takes the lead from Arkansas Kid, Don Corleone. Little Bros, it's Hayes again. Little Bros, three-quarters of a lake.
0: So little bros wins the Blue Diamond, and as we mentioned just before, the Hayes family have such a wonderful record in this race. That's the 10th time Lindsay Park has taken out a Blue Diamond, but the first time for J.D. Hayes and also Benny Hayes. But you'll please explain is whether Steel City well, well, would have was, won.
2: Was Steel City a good thing licked or not? Because there's a lot of narrative, and I think a lot of it's driven by people sort of protecting their tip. Mm-hmm.
0: Um when I watched it a few times last night, and there was a terrific shot of the overhead. Did you watch that yeah. that footage? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself that she never really got a clear crack at them at any stage.
2: But partly, you know, it's full credit to um, Blake McDougall. He, he's he was the best ride in this race. He just didn't have the horse. He he's jumped from an inside draw and somehow pocketed Blake Shin on the favorite in yeah. the coffin, which so, turned out to be the coffin. Also. So Blake
0: Shin should never have gone to the fence.
2: I would have held I would have preferred to one stay off. in the one one yeah. but I'd, I'd like the coffins are positive like it's a, a good play not Long... when
0: there's a 16 horse two year old field mm.
2: Mm, no it is still it's no, pro- it's, it's not. a pro- well, it's a
0: fact it's a profitable spot in racing With like, 16 two year olds yes. on a lakeside yeah. track yeah. Well, I can't recall last time I saw a 16 horse two year old field on the lakeside track just
2: just like in racing yes. the coffins a really good spot to see right, but it can go the other way. Pear-shaped. And it went pear-shaped mm-hmm. on Saturday for Blake Sheen and uh, Mark Oosters.
0: Yeah. So you didn't answer your question. Well, was it a moral beaten? Yeah, well, was I'm,
2: it? I'm, I'm asking the, the team. Please okay. explain. Well,
0: I don't think it. it's a difficult one. We'll never, ever know. But I don't think she got a clear crack at them. Now, whether she would have been able to muster enough speed after getting out of that pocket with those horses, building momentum out wide, we will never, never know. But... I don't know if she was a moral beat, Jules.
1: Yeah. It's it's hard to quantify it really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was on uh, interesting. She did drift. She was four 20 out to sort of $5.50 mm. at the death. So it's not as if, um, the market, you know, she was quite soft market wise. Uh, and maybe that was from a map perspective. I'm not too sure if you think you're going to be sitting there, but oh, I'm with the guys, I'm not too worried about that spot, uh, in running, uh, as long as you're not probably following a hundred to one pop, um, Yeah, it's tough to tell, but you know she now has what, probably a 10th or an 11th or 12th or wherever she finishes on her race book fight. They probably go to the paddock now. I don't know if they continue now with their preparations towards the slipper, but um, yeah, you sort of sometimes you only get one opportunity at it and she might have missed hers.
0: It's a difficult one because I don't think she'd have enough prize money to get into the slipper, so she'd have to race again in Sydney if they want to try and um, sneak her into that great race. Or they might just head to the size and champagne. She could be a size horse. Um, over a little bit more of a trip, still And I,
1: I don't know where about a, or over seven furlong. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see it before yep. I was stamping her, that's for sure. Please explain.
2: Tell, tell you who I do know about. Brave Halo is the best horse out of that race, by the way. It was a big it effort. It was absolutely enormous. It was race fastest, eight six six four four two. There's no knock at all, D. Oliver's ride. Like, he had no option from that barrier yeah. draw. Mm. And he just, like... He cuddled it around the corner, got it through its gears, and it just had too big a task. I think that horse is properly exciting and easily the best horse out of that race.
0: Barber was disappointing. I'd have checked this, Yeah, the stewards' report, but he just didn't look like he was the same horse than what we saw in, in previous races with Barber. Um, Jules, what did you learn? What was your please explain, I should say? Well, my please explain was this. Island boys with the Keats. Yeah. It's
1: just going all around the world with, you know, everything. I mean, I'm actually surprised that um, Friday night or Saturday night, Harry Styles didn't do a thing with that. Yeah. So I don't know if the boys didn't get that. And I might get
0: Ed Sheeran next week, so I'm not really sure. But um, no, fantastic effort there. Yeah. So there was a pickle that needed to. Not a pickle, but he just didn't quite get the concept of the All Star Mile, saying oh, it's got no chance. Why would you vote with Keats, etc.? But that's not the that's not the idea of the All Star Mile.
2: Well, but also he's going to go the All Star Mile, and if you're going to vote for like I wish I win, who's not going to go? You're going to be the, the 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 owner of a horse that's not racing. Yeah. Or if you vote for I'm Thunderstruck, you got a one in like seventeen thousand chance of being that owner. You vote for Keats, you had a one in three thousand chance. I know which way I would have gone. Yeah.
0: Anything else with the please explain?
1: No, that's no, it, mate. That's just... well, my please explain also is about the, um, the, the... cutaway. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, I, I, I just think all we need to know is we just need to have that information. Now, people can make up their own minds with it, but giving us the information I don't think costs anything. And so the more information we can get out about this game, we, we bang on it about it so much. Mm-hmm especially on this show is that we are trying to educate and trying to give as much information to punters so they can have a bet with confidence in the product. And if you are not giving them all the information and you just turn up on race day and go, I've got no idea what happened there, yeah. then it makes it hard to have a trust process in your product.
0: Dino, what was your please explain?
3: Yeah, mine was uh, where I'm um, Thunderstruck's at, which we definitely touched on uh, before. So pretty well explained. He just needs tempo. He's one-dimensional and um, needs sort of a grand final race with a big field and pressure on. So that was my... Please so, explain because I
0: was really keen on him on the weekend. So just on that, was Mick Price wrong about his criticism criticism of Mark Sahara after what we saw there <sighs> yesterday? I'm happy to take this. All
2: right. Then. 100%. He, he also, I think, needs... He needs Mark Zara. If I if I owned him, Mark Zara's riding the all-star mile or Damien Oliver. Mm-hmm. I, he needs that strong Stand ride over. that stands over him, keeps him like wound up, worse in midfield, and, and just gets on top of him and gets the most out of him. He was like he thought about it on Saturday. He he traded real mm. low in run. Like the in run yeah. punters are sharp twenty. He, he traded real low. He was there to win, and he just was a bit like wishy washy. Yeah,
0: he needs a big boy over his neck. Going, let's go, boy! Now it's the first time Brightside's ever gone past him after sitting mm. on his back. I thought he was there. Yeah, really disappointing, Barber. There was nothing wrong with him. The vets had to look after, look, look at him after. Did old second up, G.
3: Yeah,
0: he wasn't second up, was he, Barber?
3: Yeah, he was. was he? Here we go. First
0: up in the prelude. Oh, unbelievable, James. What are you doing? Grand final, <laughs> producing him second up. Um it needs to be better, James. Is that what you're trying to say to us, Dino? No. Um 736 If you've got a question for the team, let us know. We'll take the news. And after that, it's full credit.
4: Zoo Style approaching the 352 links in front of Uncommon James, followed by Asfura. IME plugs on Marine One and King of Sparta is trying to get a run towards the inside. Uncommon James and Asfura up to Zoo Style. It's kicking Uncommon James in the middle. Uncommon James grabs Asfura. Uncommon James holding on and won the Oakley plate.
0: So Uncommon James, too good in the Oakley Plate. He's my full credit because I think he's a star, that Gallop. I love the story. Benny Thompson, the boy from Victoria, moved to Queensland, first of all to follow love, but now has established himself as one of the best riders in Queensland. He won his first Group 1, and he, he's such a terrific ambassador for the sport. I love the way that he went about his interviews after winning that group one, especially with the great Bruce McEvaney and Hoisted and O'Day. Boy, 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 aren't they some combination?
2: Um, Everyone, they're flying.
0: Their they stats flying. suggest that they are two of the brightest young training talents this country's seen for quite some time. So no, terrific story there. And Lofty Strike will be winning a group one, surely. He, he, he
2: needs to find the right race. Like he, he has this pattern that, that makes it tough. Um, I couldn't. I, just, I still don't understand uh, why or how the market spat out uncommon James like it did. Because mm. it started two dollars eighty two weeks ago. versus lofty strike. Lofty strike did beat it. it started about nine dollars that day. That was a ten meter rail, which we spoke about Dean on Thursday, and I told you like that's in a more even position out of the shoot than where we're going to be on Saturday. Uncommon James had the SP profile. It had the map. The only chink I could see was Ben Thompson on for D lane, which is. A negative but it's still it's not it's to my brain it's not two dollars eighty to ten dollars negative you know no,
3: especially when it's going to be out yeah. in front like it's not like you had to weave or anything like that it's, it's a good point and if you look at the race i'm annoyed at myself for, for missing it purely on that sp because we harp on it all the time but you know it, Dicker, and of just that's that's case in point how important sp profiles are in group one races and, and
1: great yeah.
2: race jules like seven dollars a field like It was
1: a a good race. I mean, we spoke about it, I think, the Saturday morning, Gaz, and we were saying there's sort of seven or eight horses here that fit the profile, under 54 kilos, really good race horses. And they all did that. I mean, you know, um, and they ran right up to that. Like, they they ran really well. I got this horse, I reckon, in 18 months, we'll be talking about it, the best sprinter in the land, Uncommon James. It it has this versatility and ability to be able to sit in the first three or four if they want to. They can just – they can put it wherever they want. That's – how good it is from the gates. And then we know that it's got a great turn of foot as well. So if they can keep this horse sound, and I know he's had some issues, obviously he had to get put out in the spring uh, back in Melbourne. So he's had a bit of time off, but they can keep him sound. He'll be the horse we're talking about winning TJs and winning yeah, and it Yeah. And this race will
2: rate it does.
1: It rates yeah. massively. Yeah.
2: Huge. So, he, so he's legitimately there now. Well, this is a this is a bigger rating for me than Cool and last week.
0: Jules, you love analysing a market. Can you explain why he started that price uncommon, James? Because he was, as Sticko would say, they just absolutely dead set steamed him at the start before.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I think again, we're not here to say it is an it, it is a negative. So if you look at the D-lane, and that's just purely on stats and, and ability of what they've been able to do. And these bigger guys, we know that they factor in jockeys heavily. Uh, it is a major part in their algorithms. Um, and they must've thought that, okay, that was going to be the reason. The other factor to this as well is we're betting, say, you know, 117, 118 at the death. You've got horses sort of around that $6, $7 mark. So they are all trying to absorb up some mm. percentage uh, each that they have. So you're not going to have these horses. that are going to start four sixty $4.80 yep. when you've got genuine seven or eight good chances. But, I'm with him. I've got no doubt that I am surprised that, you know, they weren't – you would think Undercommon James would start shorter, but it would be purely off that jockey algorithm.
0: Just quickly, who would you back in a quokka? Star Patrol or Bella Nipatina? Oh,
1: Bella Nipatina. I'd, I'd be li- back Nipitina. Star Patrol because everyone else would think Bella Nipatina.
0: Okay. What about your full <laughs> credit, Sand
1: Sandown. Yes. I loved
2: it. I, like well, – I made my career going to Sandown on Wednesdays by myself. There was no one there; like it's a, it was a ghost town.
0: you call it a career?
2: It was, yeah. I did. <laughs> I, used to, I used to sit up in the stands, which was packed on Saturday. I used to bet, bet and run. I'd bet out of the mounting yard. There'd be no one there, you know, just quiet, yeah. beautiful place to learn. But it was absolutely heaving on Saturday, and the crowd—I I thought it was a real racing crowd on Saturday. There was participants everywhere, punters, owners, but there wasn't that sort of like gimmicky
0: narrative yeah, yeah. stuff
2: that you see at the the bigger meetings in town. Um, I, I think Sandown shone on Saturday and and really is a big asset to the in- industry.
0: Full credit, Jules? Yeah, I totally
1: agree. It is such a great asset. And what, what we sort of don't realise is, yes, it's great to have the bells and whistles, but geez, it, it's such a workhorse in the middle of winter to be able to cop so much racing to allow Caulfield and Flemington to have only a certain amount of meetings. So... A uh, long may it continue. Yeah, and, and like I know some of us in this studio are sort of complaining about having to go
2: out there on a Saturday. <laughs> if they up. sell that, mate, you'll be going out to Pakenham to work. <laughs> it's not even Pakenham, it's na So God bless Sandown and please keep it.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know who. Dana, you shouldn't complain you're in the studio. I'm not in the studio um, morning, Eric, so you can't get hey, hey, I, I, it I love Sandown, and I think they've done some great stuff, the MRC with the renovations, et cetera. But you can't have a big race meeting, confuse everybody, having like running on the hillside track and then the lakeside track, pushing the winning post back.
2: I'd 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 put some money in the making so yeah. that you, so they yeah, fix exactly. that sand down because it, like it whilst it was confusing what, what the the different tracks on Saturday we raced on three tracks yeah they all raced really really right. well yeah and
1: and that's and that's the part as well that they raced really well For, so first you can't, two,
2: can't knock the, ignore the first staying race the first two races they swooped the the uh, blue diamond Perfect. they were back and buried and inside
3: leaders one it was a phenomenal race track on so, you know
0: full credit. Yeah,
3: before I get to my full credit, Jules would be interesting. I don't know if you can get the figures of the, the turnover difference between this year at Sandown and last year at Caulfield. That'd be fascinating. But to my full credit, it's just the great game that we're playing. The narrative of Ben Thompson's first group one, rocking horse, scratches from the lightning, comes here, which increases the weight with to the top weight. That means Ethan Brown can't ride. Damien Lane then goes over to Saudi Arabia. And then Ben Thompson gets the ride and wins on a horse that he rode in its first ever Jump out like there's just no sport or no game um, that can produce the narratives like that. So full credit to the great game that we play.
0: We had a chat to Josh Blanksby on Saturday morning, um, and he said to me that you compare the all stakes from Sandown to Caulfield, it was only down a couple of percent, which is which, which is, is all that
2: matters. Yeah, like to those to that side of the fence, that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. So that was I think that surprised maybe Josh a little bit because usually it's ten to twelve percent. Can, like Saturday meetings, the difference between the Caulfield cool and Sandown turnover, plus factoring in the the bubble that we were in in COVID, too. yeah, and yeah. There's a few there's a few
1: factors you got to check. You know, field sizes and the amount of races and all that kind of thing. We always sort of race on nine. Now the year to year, you can sort of do that. But I mean, if you had 140 horses compared to 80 horses, then obviously impacts the Correct. turnover as well. So you got to be able to do it apples to apples. Um, otherwise, as you say, the banana ends up in the tailpipe. So <laughs> you need to make sure that you you. You like doing that uh, <laughs> research to do that.
0: Explain. Please what? explain. Please explain. Yeah. Banana in the tailpipe. Yeah, you haven't
1: Beverly Hills Cop too, mate? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Go and see yourself oh, a Eddie Murphy hey, is his
0: best. We're going to take a break on the other side of it. Horses to homework. follow. Plus your text messages. <laughs>
4: Keats has got up on the inside and taken the lead at the 400 metres from Deny Knowledge. He'll sleep well tonight. The saddle certainly shifted. Emissary got to second. Steinem the outside followed by Numerian. Gold trip. Keats in front. Is he vulnerable? 200 Meters to go, still led two lengths to Steinem wearing it down, followed by Emissary Gold Trip. Keats 100 to go, stopping coming out at it, Steinem with Gold Trip. They hit the line. Steinem, Steinem's won it from Gold Trip. Keats, New Marion.
0: Full credit to Kiramari declared Steinem or well, gave it a good push anyway at that $12 quote in the Peter Young. I thought Keats was going to win it for a, a little bit there, Dicko. Um, He's my horse to follow Keats. Wherever he goes next, as Jill's pointed out, he'll be winning, but I don't know if he'll be winning the All Star Mile. but um, I just want to congratulate you once again. What about your horses to follow, Dicko? You've been up since, what, 3.30 doing this four, for us? Four, four o'clock.
2: Call uh, Die, I thought was really good, yep. not suited. Um, nice horse, can make some money out of it. I think Sebenak is a really good horse to follow. Oh, Uncle yes. Wayne can sort of stamp this for us on the show later on with you. Second up, two, two big fat numbers now put together off one nice trial. I think he's that, that horse is flying. Uh, Brave Halo, if they persist with this preparation, I'll be with it for sure. And if it comes back next preparation, I, I just think his horse is way above average and it's had to deal with traveling mm-hmm. from Perth and a few other factors, which aren't positives for it. It's just been enormous gold trip. Very, very easy to see, but that's as that's a big, big rating to run first up. And he was doing his best work through the lawn. Uh, I'm following in secret and I'm really keen to follow. And I'd hope that Dean can sort of stamp this with me, but Montefilia was enormous. First so up.
0: just with in secret, 1,400 metres, that's twice she's been beaten over that trip. Is she just a sprinter?
2: Oh, she was held up key stage. She, she had an it, opportunity. She was held up key stage yeah. and had the flashing light. It a, I, I loved what, she did, what it did. I, I think it's a good horse and I want to be with it wherever it goes. What did you make of in secret, Jules,
0: quickly?
1: So she was okay. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Um, it's interesting the market sort of spits her out a little bit. I don't know, it doesn't spit out too much, but in 215 to 230, 235. So they don't have her pegged as this genuine, got links yeah. on the opposition. So I, I think that duels,
2: interesting. Like rails in run wasn't a, wasn't a good spot on yeah. Saturday and, and hard fencing straight, nothing one hard fencing mm-hmm. straight all day at Renwick. So it's another tick. Well, for you those. wouldn't be dropping
1: off her a third up, probably gets to 51 and a half kilos in a new market. Like she's going to drop weight, gets yeah. back to 1200 meters. Track metres, and where trip. Most tick, tick, tick. Cool so, yeah, I wouldn't be throwing her out. That's for sure. No. Two horses for me, I thought out of Sandown or we can make some money out of. I thought Eternal Flame in race two was excellent. Yes. It was a horse that had just won a maiden in mm. really slow time, but I reckon it's now a horse we can follow with confidence. And pride of Jenny, um, wait for it now to go forward and control the race, and I think it'll be a it great bet next Coffined. It slaughtered on Saturday. Yep. Coffined. Yes. Yeah, and it's not its go. So it needs to be able to control the tempo, and we saw that a couple of times at Flemington, I think, where it's done that. It'll be winning. DNA.
3: I thought Zoo Gotcha out of the surround was outstanding. It obviously had that setback, missed the light fingers, and then was first up 1,400 metres and matched motors and looked like the winner. I think on in secret. I think she's a bomb 1,200-metre horse, and maybe these other three girls are caught up to her over 1,400 metres, but back to 12, next starts, outstanding profile. Mogo Magic out of the highway. He is the country championships horse. This race is rated right through the roof, and he's only just putting together. I thought Blanc de Blanc was phenomenal. On a really hot pace, for why the trip, and then out of Sandown. I thought King of Sparta in the Oakley was outstanding run back towards the inside, which wasn't the best going, in my opinion. I thought he has a big race in him this preparation. He's a horse that just keeps raising the bar and is bomb-proof. So they're the four that I'm keen to follow.
2: I'll give you another horse to follow. Yes. We had a winner yesterday, Ocotango at Tamworth. Was not expected to do anything.
0: Traveled a lot. One was... down. I can't wait. No, to I'm watch.
2: serious, Dean. Put it. It'll be. It'll be in a highway before you know it. Be... No, I was
3: going to ask what was with the colours. I thought there might be a new path issue or something there.
2: No, Alcatango won yesterday. You're talking about the thing that won by about 12 oh. months on Saturday night at Toowoomba. That was just the club colours. Yeah. So we, yeah, we had a pretty good weekend, the boys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with, uh, with your questions, and there is hundreds of them today. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. You can tell our listenership is growing with all the text messages. None anymore. of them are racing. We should yeah.
2: have done full credit to Shane Curlio. You should have heard his pre race. He just declared the thing in the first. Yeah. He said, and ours will be winning. So, what I suggest you do is just have an all up
0: and no. then come and drink yeah. with me. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's more loose, Jules or, or Curlio?
2: Uh, I'd say Jules, Jules could probably sustain a run yeah. a little bit better, but I'd back Curly and, over a short trip. And a
0: shout-out to our man, Benny. I said he's in hospital about to go in for surgery to save his leg after a white and – what is it? White tail? I think it was a white spider. Yeah. But,
1: you know, you can't play with the big boys. That sometimes yeah. what happens. He's
0: up in <laughs> yeah. We'll take a break on the other yeah, side, but we'll come back with your me, questions. PK this is Skiddy Up, the Weekend Review, Gareth Hall, Jules Valance, um, Dean Watling, and Jack Dickens. <laughs> Let's start with the questions. What factors go into the market percentage that bookmakers bet on certain races? Could you give us an example from Sandown on Saturday, Dicko?
2: Well, you, you, the the consumer, the punter who funds the industry is copying uh, a, a poorer price than he would be, she would be because of the amount of taxes that keep getting added okay. to the product. Um, and the factors are like everything we speak about. So but yeah. one of the bigger factors would be that that will that the only thing they'll actually change the price so you'll hear someone say oh we've taken a $10,000 bet on this horse but it hasn't shortened because the 10k bets come from a losing punter if if Jules or I took a $100 bet from the sharpest punter we have the price will change
0: oh, that's why they call me the market mover <laughs> <That's it. laughs> uh, question for Jules why is it important to bet horses marked over the odds if price reflects the probability of a horse aren't you better off taking the horse you mark with the highest percentage chance of winning the race? That is an
1: excellent question. It is a fantastic question. So the example you could probably use there is, say, um, Pericles on Saturday. So uh, it was $3, so I couldn't back it because I'd marked it $4. So until it gets to, say, $4, I can't back Pericles. Now, I've got it marked favorite in that race. So I think it's the highest probability of winning that race. But if I'm to bet every horse that is under my price, there's too many races. You're not going to work out. And then sometimes you need to go, yep, That's the favourite I've marked. It's the highest probability of winning the race, but it's still not where I need it to be to have the bet. There is so many races that are run. You need to just let them go and you say, well, it won. that's the way it is. But it's a good question, but you shouldn't, just because you've marked it favourite doesn't mean you should be taking any price the favourite. It's... Dangerous, and you end up under a bridge.
0: Stuart from Auburn says, "Should Godolphin skip yeah. backing up Pericles in the Australian Guineas this week, and freshen to head to the Rosehill Guineas, where it could be a moral in capital letters?" Um, we'll go to you here, Dino.
3: Yeah, interesting question. I think uh, we'll find out a lot of what they think of the horse distance-wise. I think if they back up um, over the sixteen hundred metres, they've probably got a pander as a, a dominant sixteen hundred metre horse. I think it still hasn't ticked that two thousand metre box strongly, um, but. I think we'll find out this weekend um, their opinion of the horse and where it's best suited distance-wise, 2,000 metres Rose Hill or 1,600 metres um, at Flemington
2: it's gone pretty close to ticking the two thousand meter yep. box for me. Like it was a eight hundred meter race and it put a like it put a complete hole in it. And Mister Maestro ran to, to run past it, sort of thing. Mm. It get a it.
0: trip, That's why they went straight to the Derby off its first preparation. Yeah, and I think
1: they showed that intent, didn't they? I mean, that was an early. That was they really worked hard to get there. They, they were jumping yeah. yeah. from fourteen to two thousand, two thousand to twenty five. Right. And also, hard. they don't have a Derby horse. They
2: have an abundance of like freakishly good. Mm-hmm. Four hundred to six hundred meter horses.
0: Um, Jack and I two dollars eighty in the Australian guineas. Do I bet now, or will I get a better price on Saturday? Two eighty. We bet three six five. Of course, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. One eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight.
1: It'd be hard to beat.
0: Yeah. What price should you take? I, 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 I just wait it. for the barriers. Just wait for yeah. the
1: barriers and, and and find out from there. But I don't think you're going to get any better. Rule number on Saturday. one. You're Rule not, number one. Yeah. Don't force it. Yeah. Don't and you're not going to get any better though. I don't think.
0: We'll take the news, then we'll come back and we'll wrap up the racing review this Monday. We've got a couple of future markets that we might need to play into ahead of Australian Guineas Day. And plus, we've got a few more questions to get through as well. It's right on nine o'clock. Well, it's quickly approaching nine o'clock. This is the weekend review on Giddy Up this Monday. Great to be with you on this Monday morning. Three minutes past nine in the east. Three minutes past eight in Queensland. Three minutes past six uh, Why do you do this to yourself? You contractually obliged to have to read out the times? Racing review with Gareth Hall, Jack Dickens, Jules Valance, and also Dean Watling. High weekend review team. Did you see the run of Duboninko in the Blue Diamond? Looking back at her form, I don't know where her performance came from, but off that run, she could be worth following. Maybe the 1,400-metre size at Flemington. That's from Dave from Frankston South. Come on, Dave. I I
2: agree with Dave. I I thought Don Coleran was enormous. Yes. A really, really, really good ride Mm. by Mark Zara and sort of, grade us up a bit with the SP profile there because it was a, as good a run as anything outside of Brave Halo for me.
0: Surely Keats goes to the All-Star and then on to a quick backup into the Australian Cup, Tico. That's from Majestic.
2: i uh, will just see what happens. Um, got to try and get into the All-Star mile first and then we'll
0: worry about yeah. it after that. Dave from Rosebud says, I voted Keats and I got the $101 for the All-Star mile. Ooh. Get up, Keats.
2: Smart, Dave. We might have to have a game of golf um, down that Rosebud.
0: Hey, Jules, is I'm Thunderstruck a nonny?
1: It's a bit harsh. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a nonny, but yeah. he just He's needs... Flirting. He's flirting with it. Yeah, he just needs... Agree. Yeah. I, I don't, look, put it this way. There's, you know, people say nonnies and there's horses you don't want to back because they're at certain price points. He's a horse that is always going to be at the pointy end. I don't want to be with him at this
2: His stage.
0: His
1: Cox Plate run was not that of a nonny.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't a good thing beat because of his racing pattern. Yeah, but he was was, a line savager that day.
1: He's always been a low percentage player from where he sits, and now they want to go and roll him forward, and that's fine, and that's good, but still not winning. So, yeah.
0: Morning, gents. I thought Giraffe was a good chance on Saturday, third up with Sarah on board, but offered nothing. Please explain.
1: Well, she put it. We spoke about this on the preview, and we did a few things with Intel, saying that her run first up was outstanding, and her second up running the Oar Stakes was nothing short of disgraceful. Yeah. So her last hundred meters there was poor. So she told us that already. So um, four twenty out to five dollars on Saturday as well was saying that as well. I would say they probably go to the paddock.
0: All right, then, mm. um, full credit to the team with the horses to follow. These keep on winning. Well done. And Glory Days, Sydney Cup. What's going on there, Gareth? Um, Oscar uh, um has been in communication with the May Eustace team, and that is where Glory Days is going, to the Sydney Cup. He smashed the class benchmark. Correct. That yeah. is
3: airborne. Big figure.
0: Feature racing this weekend, Sharp and Smart $2.20 is a good bet, you would imagine, in the New Zealand derby. I would be leading towards Imperatriz over Taurus in the Canterbury Stakes, Dino.
3: Yeah, for sure. I, I cannot see how Atorius and even Golden Miles in that market, I think Godolphin are going that way, I cannot see how them two yep. are so short in the, the futures market. You need all the luck in the world to be winning with Atorius and in the Congo and Imperatriz are the ones to play. Um, I yep. think we'll be leaning that
0: way come Saturday. So, bet365, the world's greatest online bookmaker. Um, make sure you gamble responsibly. 1 800 858 858. Have in the Congo around $8. Cascadia, my horse, first up is at $7. The Australian Guineas. Jackano um, is around $3. Now, is an interesting horse with that profile. She's a filly taking on the boys. Um, she's on the second line of betting at $6, Jules.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got a horse who's coming back after winning a wait-for-age proper group one or stakes. Yeah. I mean, that's the right form line, I would have thought. So um, I'm Jack and O's corner before seeing barriers. Yeah, at the same time,
2: geez, like, Nugget was poor on Saturday. We talked about Thunderstruck. Like, it's, I'm not completely in love with that form, um, but there's just nothing here that's going to be yeah. it apart from Godolphin's best... Three year old in half cabin.
0: Just the last one before you let you go when we have a chat about <laughs> fu- yeah, future Bang. markets. Um, I think Sue Gotcha might head to the Coolmore. Um, J Mac, i just going to see what weight that she would get, but I think she's a better chance than Visto. who's the favourite. Oh, Viz-
2: up, up and bowling. Yeah. It doesn't matter if Anavisto draws one or 16, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. I, I, if I. I don't think you should bet futures, but like Jules says, and it's so astute, wait for the barriers. Anavisto, if you love it, I don't care what Barrett's got. It's, yeah. going, to, it's going to jump and roll and put itself in the race. And is, it, is that
3: at Rose Hill probably?
0: I think it uh, is. Cool it's, was yeah. at Rose Hill, yeah. That's Do another, you know? Another tick.
3: Yeah, I think um, if you would have listened to the trial show, Dicko, we chimed in at $26.00. Uh, there. Just trumpet there trial time, before. sorry. You, um, uh, but but we, we don't
2: want bit... another case.
3: <laughs> I'd be a little bit concerned, Anavisto, second up. Off that type of run first up there, just a fresh bomb. Um, those runs can really take it out of second up. I like the gap between runs, but um, Zubaccia yeah. would be the lean. Jockey I important think with that
1: Avisto as well. Nash. Jockey, Yeah, well, yeah, no J car. I think Splinters might have a bit of a phobia about second up horses. Thanks, yeah, I'm starting to sort of get it. I'll
0: give you the tip. I'm no good second up. As I say goodbye to you, Jack Dickens. Have a <laughs> wonderful day and good luck tomorrow night. Where are you celebrating? Where are the Island Boys going to be?
2: Uh, well, if we if we get a little tap on the shoulder, I might be hanging out with you. All
0: right then. Um, three, two, one. I don't know what I'm doing Tuesday night. Actually,
2: well, I met the again the bloke who owns the Emerald when I ran into Kenny a Lewis. much a much younger, better-looking version of Gareth Hall. Who? <laughs> Your younger brother. Oh yeah, I Dinner, he sharper. He's
0: a bit older. Hey, just quickly, <laughs> three, two, one. I'd give it to the Island Boys, Shannon Knoll and Steve Bradby.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm Stephen Bradbury, number one. I just love the execution okay. of the idea. Then Island Boys, then Shannon and yeah. But the market just loves the oh, the
0: uh, Oriental film. Good a on life. you, DK. Good luck with tennis today. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that was fun, Dino. Good on you, mate. Sorry for stuffing up your name at the start, but um, <laughs> what what's your three to one, Dino? Mine. Uh, I'd go the
3: Island Boys. I'm a little bit younger generation. I think we should get a market up if Keats makes the um, All Star Mile yeah. That'd be an interesting thing.
0: Yeah, I think he'd be odds on. Good on you, yeah, lads. I don't Thanks know I for that. sing at the event. Time for a break on Giddy Up on this uh, Monday morning. On the other side of it, we'll try and find you a couple of winners to kick off your punting week. Um, with Bag of Tips, you got a winner for us today, DK? No, I haven't looked. No. Apologies. <laughs>
3: Time for a break.